Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Respected football journalist Daniel Garb joins us on the line to review the semis and cast a critical eye over what is probably the most unique grand final in the 15-year A-League history. And incidentally, I think today marks the 15th anniversary since the A-League in its current format actually first started. So it's good to talk to you, Daniel. Good to talk to you as well, Damien. It was a wonderful night of football, a doubleheader that's... uh... You know, we all enjoyed excellent football back-to-back and uh, ultimately we've got seeds one and two in the grand final. So the best result as well. Absolutely. We'll start off with the first game and look, a convincing win, I guess, in the end of Melbourne City. Although it must be mentioned that in the first half, I thought Alessandro Diamanti figured prominently with his sweeping balls forward. How did you assess his game tonight, given he was always going to be an important asset for Western United? Yeah, I thought Western United were pretty good uh, early on and the second half certainly challenged uh, Melbourne City but they just didn't have that killer touch at the end and, and I guess a little bit of composure when it really mattered and I guess that was a big factor down the stretch when you look at the penalty that was given away and, mm. and Jamie McLaren uh, being taken down in the box by Aaron Carver that made a big difference to the game it just showed I guess a bit of a, a mental lapse from uh, from Western United in the key moment that Melbourne City were able to take advantage of through the best finisher in Australian football right now. I mean, he's just a gem, is Jamie McLaren. And that was the difference between the teams, I think. A bit more composure on a, on a big stage like that from... Uh, from Melbourne City made the difference and uh, they've been like that all season. What a great story. They've just been so composed and it's so unlike Melbourne City to have been like that uh, throughout uh, a campaign because in the past they've been so inconsistent. Uh, a couple of good weeks and they have a bad loss and so on and so forth. This season they've flown under the radar because they've been quite the opposite. So that was the story again tonight in, in the match and uh, as a result through to the grand final. Daniel Garb with us here on SEN. Did you feel that the turning point, at least from my perspective, the turning point was the first 10 minutes of that second half where Melbourne City started to nullify and grind down Western United's movement by holding back a little bit and forcing a slower hand and tempo? Is that something you noticed as well? Yeah, I think so. And that's, I guess, a sign of, of the maturity of, of Western United, uh, Melbourne City, sorry, all the way through this campaign. I mean, we've seen a big managerial change with Eric Monbert coming in and taking over from uh, Warren Joyce. And they haven't really got their their managers right, I don't think, Melbourne City, all through uh, their tenure up until now. And mm. Monbert's just taken them up another level, hasn't he? And, oh, yeah. uh, and that's made a big difference, along with players like Josh Brillante, who's been to a club like Sydney FC and learned how to win. McLaren, who I spoke about. And other key players in there that I think have just really settled them down and made a big difference to to the way that Melbourne City go about things. And they've just grown into the season as a result. And it's, it's so refreshing because 
You know, in seasons past, they haven't done that. In seasons past, they, as I said before, they found a way to lose games they should win and they just look composed on what was definitely their biggest league game ever, their first ever semi-final, and now they're into their first grand final. Absolutely a significant moment in their history. It was a significant moment, I guess, in Western United's very short history. When you consider that it's their inaugural season in the competition, they've made a semi-final. How much of a great effort is that, considering the off-field distractions they've had as well and all the drama about where they're going to play? They had multiple home grounds this season. So how do you rate their on-field performance? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, they've been a breath of fresh air for the competition, especially since the resumption. I think... If you look at the period uh, post the COVID break, they've been the team to watch in that respect, without a doubt. They've just played some really good football and, uh, and really stolen a lot of our minds with their quality. The likes of Max Burgess, I thought he was really lively again tonight. Um, you know, obviously Diamante and operating in behind Barisha. The three of them have just been fantastic. And uh, that's been really enjoyable to watch from uh, from Western United. And, you know, they're a team that's here to stay. They want to grow. They want to keep signing more and more good players. And, and Mark Rudin's obviously a manager that's on the way up. So they've been one of the stories of the campaign. And to make the semi-final in their first season, a fantastic effort. We're speaking with respected football journalist Daniel Garb here on SEN. You mentioned Bessart Barisha. He had a relatively quiet game tonight, as he did against Brisbane, to be fair. Was it a case, though, of a lack of effective delivery towards him? And I think Melbourne City just setting up so well. I yeah. mean, that's the way they've grown as a team. You know, in the past, Melbourne City would give you opportunities. I liken them for, you know, for the footy fans listening who maybe don't watch the A-League as much. They've been the GWS of the A-League <laughs> Melbourne City in the past. They have been. They've been a team yeah. with so much talent, all the resources, but for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to put it together. Um, and they, they've given you a, a little taste of it at times, and you think, yep, they're on the precipice now of, of being great. And then they've let themselves down. And they've done it far too often. This season, not the case at all. They've just managed to really stay composed all the way through. And as I said, the manager's made a big difference, as have the key players that they've been able to bring in. Um, and, you know, they just didn't give Barisha and these players much of an insight tonight into, into you know, their best attacking play either. So... Well done to them, and they've just grown as a club as a result and finally got that managerial appointment right. Absolutely. Now, we speak about the two Victorian sides at length. There was another semi-final later on in the evening, Sydney FC registering a 2-0 win over Perth Glory. I suppose you couldn't say it was a lay-down misere given Sydney FC's back-end form over the last few weeks of the home-and-away season once they had the Premier's plate wrapped up. wasn't at its best, but they have been the dominant team if you look at the season holistically. And when Perth concede two goals within the first 28 minutes, it's always going to be difficult to come back from there. Was it a lay-down Mazir for you coming into the game or did you have doubts over the Sky Blues? I certainly had doubts because their form was so poor yeah. leading into the finals. They had to, and we've used the term so often this week, they had to flick a switch. They really did. Yeah. And uh, they were able to. I mean, Perth is a team that also came in undermanned and with a bit of a form issue as well. And you could tell within the first 20 minutes, Perth just simply didn't have the quality to go with them. Sydney really arrived, mentally switched on, ready to play, and were able to take the game to Perth and in a manner which you could tell it got into Perth's heads early on. It really did, and, uh, and they couldn't match them. When you have Ninkovic and Lafondra buzzing around, it just puts pressure on, 
on a glory defence and then Liam Reddy makes a horrible mistake. You feel for him because he's been such a great performer in the A-League, but uh, that was a poor lapse. And Adam LaFondra, what a marquee he's been. You know, another big season of goals. He just works so hard. He's got a great attitude. He's got so much quality. Those are the marquees we love in this country. Players like that who come in and uh, just have such a wonderful attitude. And, yeah, he was able to do that and, and take advantage of that of that opportunity. And uh, that put Sydney 2-0 up, and it was pretty much game over from there. They just swarmed Perth in terms of their quality, and the glory couldn't go with them. And it was, it was pretty much straightforward for them. Just two more before I let you go, Garby. A text machine question has come through for you. Can you ask Garby about the second division and if he would like to see it? As a South Melbourne fan, we can't wait to join it and eventually get promoted to the top tier. What are your thoughts? So South Melbourne fans, uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty strong on this for good reason. And uh, yeah, we'd all love to see a, a, a second division in Australian football. Of course we would. Whether they can manage it financially or not is... Uh, is another thing altogether. But of course we would. That's the next step for Australian football and something that really needs to happen. Um, because if the game's going to grow to the next level, the whole pyramid needs to be brought in together. And teams like South Melbourne need to be brought into the fold. And they're not at the moment, which is a shame. Um, and we need to take that next step and, and just really galvanise the entire football community. What I will say to the South Melbourne fans, I know a lot of South Melbourne fans are desperate for the second division. Stop bagging the A-League if you want to be a part of it long term. And I know a lot of South Melbourne fans are are non-stop on this, especially on social media, bagging the A-League and all that. And that's fine because we get the frustration. But then if you want to be part of the competition, which we know you desperately do and for good reason, and we want you part of it as well, what a great club, South Melbourne. Be positive about the competition too because that's the only way it's going to go to the next level. Absolutely. And just lastly, Garby, your tip for the grand final, Melbourne City v Sydney FC, who's going to prevail? I'm actually with uh, Melbourne City. I think Melbourne oh. City will be able to do it. I think they will. I think they've um, they've just got a... Diff- Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Different level of quality about them this season and uh, I think they're going to be able to get the job done. It's going to be so tight. It's a wonderful grand final. It really is an even matchup with quality players on both teams, with superstar strikers in LaFondra and McLaren on, on both teams, and managers who simply have their squads doing exactly what they want. I think it's going to be a belter. I just think it's Melbourne City's time, and they're going to be able to do it this season and win their first championship. I've just got a feeling they've got a bit more of a, a stronger form base going into this one than Sydney FC do, and, and the belief is a little bit stronger. All I ask for is that it would be a cracker. Hopefully that's the case on Sunday night. Garby, really appreciate your time. Thanks again for wrapping up the A-League semi-finals, and we'll enjoy the final on Sunday. Thanks, Damien. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.